and welcome to another episode of Life Almost Without Me. I'm your host, Hugo Viteri. The date is August 17th, 2021. I'm recording this a little later than usual. Usually I record on Mondays, but my wife was sick and throwing up and she stayed home yesterday from work. And I had more dad duties and jujitsu, and I, I just got lazy. So this is coming late, but it is coming. <laughs> um, yeah, so a little update on the podcast. Uh, around 47 countries have tuned into the podcast. And I think the last update I gave, we were roughly around 33 uh, a couple months ago. So that's pretty cool. I looked into it. I was trying to figure out which ones were the new countries so I could give out a shout out, but I I don't, I I couldn't remember which ones were the new 14 that showed up. Uh, However, Ireland has snuck up and they're in like fourth place for most listens. Uh, That's interesting. America still at first makes sense because I'm fucking broadcasting out of Texas. I saw some reviews. I appreciate them. Like, I really do. Someone said I do well for a stoner and that it's well organized. Um, Thanks, David. (laughs) I don't know if that was you, actually. It could have been someone else. I think it was you, though. Uh, No one, uh, well, since no one asked, uh, there's just a lot of shit going on right now. Not, Not even in my personal life, just in general. It seems like there's a... A constant bicker between um, ethnicities and countries. Uh, like I, I deployed to to Iraq back in the day, in in, in twenty in two thousand nine or eight. I always forget the year. And uh, before I even really knew what volunteering for that deployment was going to entail. I just did it. I didn't want to work on F-18s. Now looking back, I kind of wish I would have stuck to F-18s and just continued learning on that platform, which I never really got the chance um, after Iraq anyways. So I deployed. I did my whole thing, came back. And now uh, with the whole pullback of the troops and it, it feels like off or not, but I, I don't know how to feel about it. I, I really don't. Um, I'm 33, a college dropout. And, uh, I don't know if I have the intellect to fully put into words how I feel anyways. It's just, uh, I don't know. I just want everyone to be happy. Shit. And, uh, I, I don't know what the right, thing to do ever really is i just do my part over here in fucking texas and just sit around and talk to you guys and uh try and make my family some food every night uh so yeah i I don't know how to feel about that whole thing people have been asking like hey since you served and uh like some of my fucking religious friends who can't even vote and it's like well i don't know I, i really don't know I think it all sucks, but it is what it is. Uh, in the jiu-jitsu world, apparently, there, there's a, a lot of uh, pushback on like this rape culture, basically, or grooming culture, because a couple coaches, uh, it was brought to light that they had slept with uh, someone who was underage, 
one of their students. And, uh, yeah, it is pretty sickening to uh, train someone. Because when you're someone's coach, you know, you're, they're, they're, there's always, like, a level of admiration that you're giving to the black belt. Like, like I, when I see my coach, I, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I, I try and talk to him like a normal human being, like the way I talk to everyone else. I don't really give credence that easily to some people, but you know, he, he is my coach and, uh, he, he teaches me things. And every time I roll it, it, with him, I understand that I'm probably about to get manhandled and, uh, but it is a lesson and it is cool to see every time he teaches us something, how it applies, uh, directly to, to grappling. And, uh, well, luckily none of my, uh, male teachers and coaches have, uh, tried to fuck me. Uh, so I don't really have that experience, uh, firsthand, but as a woman, uh, it does seem a lot more prevalent. Uh, and that, that sucks. So I'm glad there's like a pushback on that. And, uh, a lot of the community is starting to out a lot of these people. So that's dope. Um, yeah, so yeah, I don't have a first-hand experience in that that particular issue. However, uh, in Iraq, you know, I, I always, like, uh, walk around this subject because it, it makes me uncomfortable. Um, so, so I'm just going to go back and I'm, I'm going to gloss over it and maybe I'll talk about it more on some other time but I, I do want to touch base on it because I always mention that something in Iraq happened and I don't really go into it too much um but in Iraq I was uh oh there's that pause that shit should I but no like I, I do want to talk about it and uh it's, it's 2021 I'm very removed from the situation I've gone to therapy for years and, um, you know, not everyone needs to hear this, but, you know, there's other men out there who've gone through similar things or women or whoever the case may be, whatever the hell you fucking quantify yourself as these days. But um, I, I I was assaulted by, by another man, and I, I always feel like that word's wrong. Um, and, like, my therapist would say, he would ask me, hey, well, what would you qualify it as? And, and I... I, I I qualify it as rape, and uh, because that's kind of just downright what it was. And uh, knowing who I am now, and knowing the person I was then, like I, I was a much happier, go-lucky person. And uh, there's there's a reason why I, I, as soon as I got back from Iraq, I joined an MMA gym. Uh, because I wanted to learn to fight instead of just lifting weights. Um, I wanted to protect myself afterwards. And I, I didn't tell anyone about this because I felt at fault. And um, we'll, we'll get into that some other time. But um, And then I was going through a lot of other... And, and then my relationships were failing and... And ultimately, this is what happened. And I, uh, that's my side of it. it. It sucks bringing it up as a man because every, like, like, Dave Chappelle has this bit where, like, as as a woman at the time, and I'm, I'm not saying that uh, 
it's all horrible, but basically like as, as a woman, when you get raped, there's, there's like calls, support groups and, uh, all sorts of things for, for you to get help. And, uh, when a man is assaulted, see, this is when a man's raped, it, it, <laughs> you just got to walk that shit off. Um, that's, that's Dave Chappelle's joke. And I did it no justice. Um, but it is, it, it, it's an interesting thing to, uh, to have surpassed and overcome. Um, a lot of people are like, why didn't you report it? And it's because I was doing something wrong. Like I was drinking and, uh, on deployment and it failed. Basically I was doing something wrong and I didn't want to like, like if I report him, I also have to explain that I was heavily under the influence and um it, there's so much there and we'll unpack that one day um but uh, i guess this is step one for me just admitting this um and you know i'm always around people who uh like ever since then I, i've always been around people who kind of shame uh any kind of gay by any like you know just people who who you know call other people uh hateful words like in the lgbtq whatever letter they're at community and um i've I've always just been like i i i don't know i don't know so it, it's always been kind of rough for me to just admit that um never mind admitting that in therapy uh, that took a long time it, it was even worse like uh, talking to the VA and after I was in the military and trying to get help for it but not really being able to and they're like well you know if you want to qualify for the VA healthcare system um, you know why why would you qualify and write it down here and they make you explain it in like excruciating detail and I couldn't even do that um but it took a couple of years to just get that out, and uh, I just wanted to talk about that with you guys, because um, I don't know that that's how I feel on with this whole jujitsu or Hollywood rape culture and things of that nature. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I stand with them and all that. I, like I always say, I, I'm I'm just lazy. I don't want to like join a group. I don't want to protest. I just wanna. I'm just lazy. I just want to make people happy in my life. Um, if I can make them laugh, even better. And and that's it. Like, I just want everyone to just get along and be happy and every time i mention that there's always that one guy like yeah but it's human nature to try and kill it is, is it is it really like just like how is it that my your response is to uh, i don't know i become a nice guy sometimes and uh yeah so yeah that, that, that's where i stand on that i came back from iraq I, I uh, looked up uh, the best gym I could find in my Virginia Beach area. And at the time, it was, uh, in my opinion, was Hybrid Training Center, which is not the, not a gym anymore. And uh, I immediately, I was like, I'm going to learn 
how to knock people's heads off of their body. And that's when I was like, I'm going to learn to fight. And and truth be told, um, jujitsu made way more sense once I started. I was like, oh. And that that's kind of like uh, my layered inside joke to myself is that when I was like, I'm going to learn how to fight so that I'm not rapable. And then I joined the gym and I started grappling. And after the first day, I was like, holy shit, I am super rapable. <laughs> I know that's not funny, but that, that's just how I feel about my training now. And, uh, no, I, I don't know. That That's basically like the inside story of why I decided I wanted to become a fighter outside of holding a gun. Um, I know it's not happy, and I, um, I know people are going to be like, well, how do I even talk to Hugo? Um, no, it, it's all good. I'm, I'm not saying I'm over it. It's happened 10 years, 13 years ago, and uh, it is what it is now. And... Uh, I think I'm ready to fucking talk about that shit. Like, I mean, it's out here. I'm recording it. Um, I know my wife's going to come home be like, oh, my God, I was listening to the podcast. And she's going to get emotional and leave me alone. (laughs) So, yeah, I'll be competing September 11th and September 18th of this year uh, here in the Houston area. So if you're local and you want to come support, meet me. Or whatever, uh, that's what I'll be doing. Uh, they always say, if you don't win, you'll learn. And I already have my how much I learned speech <laughs> covered for the way uh, that I can post on the way home from the jujitsu tournament. Oh my God, I learned so much. <sighs> yeah. Um, shit. So yeah, I'll, man, you know, I've lived a horrible horrible life um <laughs> not really like i if things are so the rebound has been great uh but man like if i was the stock market i'm like the the what were year 1929 dip the uh like one of the biggest crashes in history uh, of the market, that's that's me. But my my rebound is is pretty solid, <laughs> if you ask me. But I I do feel um, when I look back, I'm like, man, like every time I tell a story, I just remember like four more, and how it just kept getting worse and worse and worse, and how many terrible decisions I've made. And uh, the the issue with self reflection and being so introspected is that. You get to a point where if you can't look at all your faults and try and fix them, it, you start to feel like an asshole. Like, just, there's so many, like, you know how many people I've had to, like, email and text, and I, I probably would call them if I had their number, or if they wanted to talk to me, and just had to explain my apology to them, and not just say, hey, I'm sorry, but to try and rectify my my faults and truly not be that person. Um, shit, I still, I, 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 I'm very cordial with my ex-wife. We have a kid together, and um, she's a great parent, great person. We just didn't work out, and uh, but I'll text her like almost once a year, like, hey, you know, just this is your yearly apology for uh, all that damage I did 
mentally uh, to you and well, all of us over time and et cetera, et cetera. Like, like basically I'm just, I'm just doing my part as a uh, part-time dad to our child together and uh, just making it up. And it's been like 10 years of self-work and it's nice to finally feel like I'm getting somewhere, I guess. Um, and as I'm, I'm talking now, I'm like, what the hell am I going to title this shit? Oh, hey, uh, here's my story. Uh, when I was hurt. Uh, no, I, I'll get into that story one day. I always say I'd like to just share it with someone physically here while we record. That way we can figure out, uh, how to, uh, how to kind of, I don't know, just word it better. It just feels more conversational when I'm speaking to someone that I can kind of trust and uh, share the story. That way it's not more of just bullet points and me explaining horrificness. <laughs> um, and it also, it's harder to make jokes about it when it's just me. It's just me laughing, and then it just seems like, oh, Hugo's got a lot of pain. Look at him. Laugh through the pain, Hugo. And, uh, yeah, so, so we'll, we'll get into that more on a different episode. Um, but yeah, that's basically what's going on in my world. Um, fitness wise, I feel great. Like I I truly, um, am starting to feel like I'm keeping up with, uh, jujitsu in some facet at uh, some low level. Like when I, uh, when I, uh, go and roll now, I don't feel absolutely destroyed after a few rounds. I I, I do feel tired, but it's, I feel like I can keep going now. Excuse me. So that's nice. Uh, I've been running, working out, doing a lot of burpees. And for some reason, when I get into like high rep, long workouts, like doing 300 plus burpees, I start to feel... I, I, just, I truly do feel better inside. I'm not going to bullshit you and say it's some type of like workout high. It, it's not. I, I get high all the time and it's way better. But I do feel some type of enlightenment or like joy. Like as I walk to the car and I know my friends didn't want to join me on that shit. And when I, <laughs> the other day I was like, hey guys, I have a group chat. and do in the, blah, in, I have a little jujitsu group chat. And I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to be at the gym at 5. Anyone wants to do burpees, I'm going to do burpees during my son's class. And, uh, like, some people are like, dude, that is the worst invitation ever. Are you even trying to make friends? And uh, stuff like that empowers me because it, it just makes me feel like I took someone's soul for a split sec. I'm just doing something someone's not willing to do at that moment not that they wouldn't do it or that they're not capable of they're just not willing to do it the way i am for fun and uh that's where my fitness is at i'm a little sore but i feel like i'm recovering okay now and uh yeah things are going pretty good my son started first grade he's a week in he's uh killing it he did so good for the whole first week that i gave him ten dollars in uh his video game roblox uh, Robux currency, and uh, you know he spent it all within like the hour. And uh, I told him again, "Hey, pull it off for another week, and I'll give you another ten bucks." And he's uh, he's it looks like he's trying. 
Um, he did wake up this morning and curse. Uh, so I don't know where he gets it from. <laughs> I was like, go brush your teeth. No, I don't fucking want to. What? Uh, that'll wake you up pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I don't. Jesus Christ, this kid. Um, yeah, well, thanks for tuning in to another horrific episode of Life Almost Without Me. I'm your host, Hugo Viteri. If you haven't followed me on Instagram, go ahead and do so. I do post a lot of pictures of, like, jujitsu, myself. Um, I need to start posting more podcast-related things. Um, also, you know, everyone knows I love my car, so I post that a lot, too. Uh, right now, I'm carless. It's actually at the shop. And it will be there until the end of the month because in 2021, the labor force is minuscule and demand is way higher than supply. Uh, So yeah, thanks for joining me on another episode. I will see you guys next Monday. And uh, yeah, see you then. Bye.